meaning we've moved into to directed energy weapons, which are being used in mind control. So you have the, the MKUltra group that has started early on, um, and then you now are graduating into uh, targeted individuals that can be picked out um, at any point during their life and worked remotely. And it's my contention, based on personal experience, that at that point, the entities are attached and or enter. And can, in my case, they're the first line of handlers for alternate personalities. Uh, the physical is the second line of handling. And so this, to me, is a very esoteric science that's actually been around for epics. This is just the new version um, in our time in this era. Carbon-60, or C-60, first gained notoriety back in 2012 from a study that increased the lifespan of rats by a whopping 90%. Since that breakthrough study, scientists have conducted thousands of studies showing C-60 not only has a very real potential exciting lifespan, but it also has been shown to be better than any other substance ever studied to reduce inflammation, eliminate free radicals, provide powerful antioxidants, and more. After the famous rat study, scientists at Live Longer Labs realized a human, not industrial formula needed to be made. That's when they set out to be the first lab in the world to focus on what is best for human consumption of C60. This led Live Longer Labs to pioneer a high quality, 99.9% .9 pure C60 refined without solvents in oils that work best for humans, and that is black seed oil. Look it up yourself. Black seed oil has been known as a universal healer for millennia, and more modern studies confirmed its benefits as a potent antioxidant and for anti-inflammation. Simply, it's not like other oils. It's better. To try this amazing product, go to sarahwestall.com under shop. Remember, members of Ebeneer save 10%, and all listeners can save 5% using the coupon found at sarahwestall.com under shop. What they're doing on the surface to certain individuals and what for example can you tell us give us an example um that would blow their mind i have a more advanced audience so okay it maybe would blow their mind but they would be open to hearing it so they're working um and have been working for decades in the astral significantly i mean astral time was um, a significant part of my programming meaning i could be um, my astral body can be pulled and i have very very distinct memories of this in once I started deprogramming of interacting with um, spirit beings and so forth on the dark side that were literally programming me and reprogramming me or attempting to in the astral. So that has now morphed basically what we're looking at. This is the way I look at it. There's been eons of spiritual programming. This has been going on with humanity for eons. What we're currently looking at is a development of technology that is trying to emulate and copy what has been able to be done on the, on the spirit level with humanity. So in other words, their influence, their attempts at control spiritually have been around for eons. Now we're looking at technology that is emulating this. And the, the way I see that is as the technology was developed, over much time, over the last couple hundred years, actually, or hundred plus years, um, even more, actually, even more than that, 
I think of um, John Keeley. Uh, people should look him up and understand what it was he was, he had uh, developed way before the time it was um, to be developed. Um, and I'm talking about on the good side, this, this is something that will probably come in the future, but back to, let me say, let me stay focused. Um, so the technology now, you've got the minions who create the technology, the humans that is being influenced by beings um, who have a malevolent goal. So in other words, uh, these technologies can be used for good, but currently they've been usurped by the malevolent influence to bring it into the world in a way that we are not consciously developed enough to be using these things for good. They always wind up in the weapons area. And so you've got them copying what has been accessed spiritually. Meaning if you look at things like, I'm sure your audience is very familiar with D-Wave computers, CERN, um, the sentient world simulation, um, especially D-Wave computers, CERN, uh, that the technology has been brought in, but it's being accessed and, um, and being utilized by the dark forces to attempt to gain access to humanity in a way um, that's on a mass scale. We look at 5G, um, you know, 2, 3, 4G could access one at a time. 5G can access, what, a thousand at a time, something like that. So all of this technology is moving in and what even the developers, um, what was it Gordy Rose said about D-Wave? It's like stand, standing next to an altar to an alien God. That's what he says about this computer. Um, mm. It's kept at below temperatures in outer space. Uh, that tells me it's very Ahrimanic. Um, which is an Ariman is would be the equivalent of of Satan in in Christian uh, religion. Um, Ariman is more of a Persian term. That's through uh, Rudolf Steiner. So, what's happening is the technology is opening up um, this realm to beings who are not physically manifest here, beings that are have an access to this or influence to this realm, but they're looking for a way in, in a more concrete version, a more physical version. So we've got all kinds of things working right now. Uh, particle accelerators, um, we've got what cell towers everywhere. We've got satellites, almost immeasurable how many are up there now and more going. Um, we have all kinds of systems that the sentient world simulation, if people don't know about that, you definitely need to look at it. That came online in 2007 um, and everybody's in it. Everybody, every single person on the earth has a node in the sentient world simulation. Um, so there's this, there's this push to, um, to bring it in now, and it's my belief, and this is just my belief, my opinion, that due to the era that we're in, the epic that we're in of the consciousness soul, which is about people waking up 
in a huge way, meaning the opportunity to truly understand our cosmology, our place here, um, what we're up against, what's also working with us. Um, I understand it as the beings working through all these minions that they've taken over who are literally soulless at this point. Their souls, in my opinion, have been pushed literally outside their body. It's residing somewhere outside the body. Um, this is a push to, to begin the next level of not allowing people to, to humans to, to reach that point of understanding. And thus, once you understand um, taking whatever action is necessary on an individual and then a collective basis. So I see what happened in the last couple of years from my viewpoint was what I call end time programming, uh, which I had and most high level MKUltras had. Um, of course, mine's dismantled at this point, but it's the beginning of that end time programming, meaning the pushes on now to, to take over on a global scale, uh, the consciousness of humanity. This has always been an issue in, in modern MKUltra, just over the last, you know, <clears throat> less than a hundred years, this is the pesky human spirit that, you know, we, we program someone from birth and use them their whole life, but my goodness, you know, at some point they wake up, we need to really correct that. So it's, it's a push to, in my opinion, it's a push to usurp the spirit and soul once and for all. And Steiner, Steiner said that he said that there over a hundred years ago, he said there was going to be a vaccine that would remove the human spirit. That was the goal of the vaccine. He stated it explicitly. And you think um, that that's what so, you're trying to do with this vaccine? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I don't think it started with this one. I mean, I think chemtrails are a massive part of this. I look at this vaccine as chemtrails on steroids. In other words, you're getting a super duper concentrated in the arm dose um, mm -hmm. of what many of the things they've been dropping in the chemtrails for, for decades. So we're all we're all to some degree walking antennas, you know, to some degree. Um, and so, you know, there's things we can do physically to help hopefully get rid of some of this. Parasites are a huge issue right now. Um, it's part of the vaccine. <clears throat> and it's my contention that these are not only organic parasites, but there's um, um, man-made parasites. So in other words, we've got sentient things that are entering our bodies through uh, the air, uh, our food, our water. Um, and I've seen these, I've seen these things um, as many of us have. So we're at a point where we are, I would say on the front line of this, meaning um, prior to a couple of years ago, uh, we weren't dealing with a lot of things we're dealing with now on this scale it was it was a different scale back then and now they're they're upping the scale and and ultimately i think it's it's a matter of they don't want humanity to have access to what this epic is offering us for lack of a better way to put it i've had people tell me remote viewers or people who are psychic tell me that we will be 
communicating and interacting with these beings as if they are just there, like in the physical and they're, and we are being upgraded to be able to do that. Now, is that, do you think they're seeing that as if we, we shrug them off and now we can interact and we grow as humanity or maybe they're even wrong. I mean, maybe you don't even see what they say, or is, is there an effort for us to do that? Like, are they trying to get us to do that? Do you know? I mean, is that something you're familiar is with? Is who trying to get us? The benevolent Is who beings, trying to get us to do that? The benevolent beings, are they trying to get us to interact with them as if they're just here? Or is that the way that our evolution would naturally have got us there if we haven't been blocked? Uh, we're not naturally there yet. Our evolution is not there yet. I see this whole movement as a fake evolution, a fall evolution, meaning um, human 2.0. I mean, ultimately what we're looking at here, all of this, everything, the end goal is transhumanism. Uh, there's nothing about transhumanism that is positive, nothing. It is the ultimate of mind control. It is environment control. It is human control, animals, plants, um, atmosphere, and even moving into the solar system. I mean, these beings want to control everything. Um, and that transfers down to the human minions that are um, what people see as controlling this world, um, this society. Uh, so my opinion of this is, is there's a natural evolution that, that humans are um, going through and intended to go through that's being guided by some incredibly magnificent beings, guided, influenced, not controlled, um, magnificent beings that have been with us from our very beginnings. Um, um, I'm, I'm learning the relationship to some of these. Um, and so bringing this enhancement, um, there's a lot of people on board with wanting to be enhanced, wanting to be human 2.0. And to me, all of this at this time is false. All of this is um, not what it seems um, through implants and technologies and virtual and uh, smartphones. I don't know if people realize this. A smartphone has a mini phased array antenna in it, a 4G and a 5G phone. So you've got a, a, a piece of technology you stick in your pocket and carry around all day that is a weapon system. That's what it was designed for. It's the equivalent of a mini harp in your phone. Um, this to me, all of this is the push by malevolent beings to usurp the natural organic evolution that is intended for us. But consciously, we're not there yet. So they're bringing it in early because when they bring, this is not the first time they brought something in early um, through a human being that is considered genius or an inventor. Uh, this is what they do. And when you bring it in early and humanity is not mature enough to use it properly, to use it for good, 
um, it winds up always going into the weapon system. In other words, you know this. Um, yeah. They talk about you know bringing in technologies that are going to cure disease and cure dis disabilities. And if we implant you with this, you'll be able to do this. Well, there's a always been a whole other side to that. And that's what I call the black, the underground. And that's what people like me and targeted individuals are experiencing on a daily basis. Daily basis. I use the uh, organ transplants as the best example because it, while it's just such an amazing technology, it spawned this whole underground of human trafficking and organ selling and all that stuff. That's something that people can understand. Well, and, and Rudolf Steiner speaks to, um, in, in, um, he's got some lectures that he did again, a hundred years ago speaks to, if you want to control and truly control, you have to do it through the blood. I mean, this is, there's an esoteric, uh, spiritual side to this, but think about that statement and what we're looking at currently. Yeah. If you truly want to control and subjugate someone, you do it through the blood. Because the blood then can connect to all the, the cells. And a very spiritual aspect of, of what the blood represents for us. So, I mean, that's what we're looking at. We're looking at an attempt. And again, this is all an attempt by them. I'm not saying what degree they're going to succeed or, or, or not, but this is the attempt that's being made at this time. And looking at the people that have fallen in line with this was probably the most stunning aspect in the last couple of years how how such a significant part of the global population um clearly has not has no sovereignty yeah clearly has no sovereignty and it can be developed by them and i'm also i'm also a big advocate that if you got this jab one, two, however many, that does not, that does not relegate you to being gone. That it's over. Not by, yeah. not by any means. Um, I've seen examples, personal examples of a person. I had a person who um, was dealing with uh, a terminal disease was in a center and she got one, one shot. And after she got the shot, she had what I can only describe, and it's the only person I know personally that had such a transformation, but had a complete consciousness shift. She has since passed due to her terminal disease, <clears throat> but completely shifted in consciousness after receiving one of those. And I mean, shifting in consciousness in the right way, completely awakened prior to, and I'm sure a lot of what she was dealing with on the terminal basis was a significant catalyst in that. Sure. But it was, it was incredible. And I, I tell that because uh, it almost makes me choke up. I get, I get goosebumps when I get to this point, which is the human spirit, the human spirit, when the will is engaged, nothing can beat that. Nothing. Um, but for us in our current state of consciousness, we have to develop that. We have to work at that. We have to apply ourselves to that, which means coming out of our comfort zone. 
And, and I realized that can be tremendously challenging, but it's there for us. It's there for us. And the world around us, our environment isn't conducive to that. It, 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 you know, it's creating resistance to that all, all the time. And that's where the opportunity lies. If one is um, courageous enough, um, disciplined enough, sincere enough about wanting to go there, it's there for anybody. That's the good news. That is the great news. So when you see all these people lining up to get the shots and just totally oblivious to what's going on, is do you do you see that as them being controlled or do you see that as i mean what do you see with that i mean it's probably horrifying for you well it was it was and i've worked through that and i now interact with them when i'm out in public i interact with them sincerely in the same way i would anybody else and i've seen an incredible um counter response to that you know, a, a beautiful counter response to that. I don't see them as um, hopeless or gone or anything like that. What I see is those that have fallen into this, have their will has been disengaged. They're, they're moving through the world in, um, in a way that is a completely disengaged will and there's no critical thinking, there's no questioning things. Um, but that can also change. So I, I, but it was, it was, it, I think we all went through this and, and yeah. still on occasion I do. Um, I feel in a tremendous sadness. Um, like the communities I'm, I'm moving around quite a bit right now and the communities I'm in, there's still a ton of people wearing masks and I can see the fear still in their eyes. And it makes me sad for them because I know, I know what that feels like to live in, in, in fear tremendous fear. Um, and it's, it's a very disempowering place to be. So, but there's, again, it's, it's a time of opportunity and, um, hopefully, you know, many of them, some of them already are starting to, I mean, what if, what if in this incarnation, they only get to the point where they go, well, now, wait a minute, something's not right. You know, yeah. I mean, maybe that's, Maybe that's the, the place they're going to move to. Um, and that's, that's, a, that's a change. That's a, a, a slight move in, in their evolution. You know, I've seen it with people. They're just starting. They may not ever get, you know, down to Ariman and Lucifer and, you know, our cosmology. They may not get there in this lifetime, but perhaps they'll get the seed will be planted and they'll start to, to question things. And that can develop next time around yes you know so, so how let's talk a little bit about your background because your background is very fascinating you started being programmed as a baby and i read that you had over 200 altars come forward have you had more since no um what happened for me was initially i thought i had to engage every single altar every single program every single um you know on task i had to remember everything and what i realized with time was that's not the way it works um i've had many many surface um but now i don't have what i would call alternate personalities i have no missing time no amnesic walls anymore 
Um, it's as though we became, I say we, we became a collective, but um, my true self is, is the person that exists in the world now. So there's like, um, it's almost like having echoes in there of memory or a sense of somebody, um, somebody's influence or desires or personalities, but there's no, well, let's just put it this way. There's no entities anymore. Um, that's how I see it. There's no entities to run them. And once the entities were gone, then I was just dealing with a, a, a personality or a fragment, which most of them were just fragment personalities, uh, meaning they didn't have the skills to interact in the world. They didn't even understand the world. And then there were like several personalities that were um, fully functioning in the world. And, you know, people wouldn't notice if I was out in the world. Uh, but once the entities were gone, then I had to deal with um, very repetitious behavior patterns that just needed to be reprogrammed, basically, is what I'm saying. Um, so there were lots of fragments, and that, that can be challenging for people to understand how many fragments there were. Um, the numbers were astounding. And um, a lot of those, what happens a lot of times is when you're in a trauma torture situation, you may split off, let's just say you may have, depending on the situation, anywhere between six, eight, 10 splits. Now, not, those are not programmed at that time. They're what was referred to in the old days as clean slates. So, so they may split you, but they may only uh, pick one or two of the strongest splits to program at a later date. So then you've, you've split off all these pieces and they kind of just, in my, my version, they kind of just float around in there with no purpose. Um, and then the other, maybe only two of them are taken as serious or even one is taken as strong enough um, to develop into a, a full-blown personality. So as I deprogrammed, I interacted with many altars, many fragments, especially child altars were very fragmented. They weren't full personalities. They were just um, as if a person who has never ex really lived in the world, doesn't understand the world, doesn't even understand reality. It's just a piece that comes up and performs in whatever way it was programmed to perform. And then it disappears back down inside. And those were probably the most numerous were the child altars um, or child fragments, I should say. So as time went on, my spiritual practice and my willingness to engage my altars and my fragments um, basically assimilated them back into kind of a, a collective that was um, no longer in control. There were no entities to run it. Um, and I, as the, the main person had to develop as a full-blown personality. Um, in other words, bringing all that, it's kind of hard to explain, I guess, bringing all that in as well as the true spirit and soul of, of this being. And that's what now, uh, resides here. So it's not like, it's not like they're annihilated, um, it's more like they're assimilated in a way that they don't come up anymore. They don't really, they don't participate in my life, 
but there's almost for me in my mind and occasionally even in the sensation of my body, a sensation of like an echo that I know, I know them, I know who they were. Um, does that make sense? Yeah, it's sort of, I, I think so. I think the book will help people more understand because it's, it's such a deep topic that if you haven't gone through it, it's really, it's complicated. It, and it's, it's hard to put a lot of it into words for me. It really is. I mean, I was never trained as a programmer, so I can't explain it from that aspect. Um, I just, from the, from the ability of experiencing it, and sometimes words just don't, really don't do it justice. Sure. That's the same thing with just religion in general. It's really difficult to put into words what all this is. So what, and religion isn't the right word, um, spirituality. So what, why did they work so hard as on the children? Now they want to split them as you were, I mean, they started with you as a child and they created so many altars as a child. Do they prefer to use child altars to do specific tasks or is it, they just need a whole, a big, huge, clean slate to pick from? Um, well, they did use a lot of child altars and a lot of that was sexual programming, mostly sexual programming. Um, and then as I got older, um, the kill programming came in, um, which would be what, you know, kind of my main use in my teen and twenties. Um, and then, uh, which is always, what do you a, mean? What's, also a kill, what's a kill program? Kill programming to, to kill people. Okay. Yeah, to send me out for very specific. Um, most of what I recovered in memory was utilizing me to uh, take out members of the network that were no longer desired. Um, there are some exceptions to that. Um, and sex programming is a big, utilized along with that. So sexual alters or kill alters with heavy sexual programming um, the typical honeypot, but on a whole different level, um, a, a total mind controlled slave, but early on, yes, a lot of sex programming, which started very, very young, um, because that's what the pedophiles wanted. Um, you know, that's, that's a big thing for them. And then even I noticed as I got, was older an adult, child altars could still come up and take over so that you've got an adult that's behaving as a child. Somebody had desired that apparently as well. And the, are the children easier to program to be sex slaves? Well, the, there's a, a very esoteric aspect to this and um, I'll try to do it justice, but you need to, to, properly split and maintain control, you need to do this, generally speaking, in the old trauma base, they understood that you needed to do this by a certain age. Sodomy is a big part of that in, in childhood. Um, it does something not just, it's not just a physical thing, it's a, something related to the spiritual aspects of the mind and um, uh, somebody who somebody who actually did some tremendous work on this was a, a man named Marion Knox. He's, um, he's a farmer in Oregon, um, a fundamental Christian man who totally understood 
for whatever reason, had access to what I would call more information than most people do, he could explain completely why they were doing this to children and in relation to sodomy and um, the controlling powers. Again, we're getting back, sorry, but we're going back to the entities, but the controlling powers that are literally inserted in childhood so that you have these Think of it, I mean, I know this is really challenging for the modern person to think of black magic or spells, but this is a huge part of of all of this, including what's happening globally. I mean, the world is being spellbound. Um, And this started with the individual. Um, And so it's a very esoteric science is what I call it. Uh, You can't can't remove the, the spirit aspect or the entities from this. So the childhood trauma and sexual torture has everything to do with installing um, control through um, a a very esoteric aspect. Did you see famous people on a regular basis? Were you used to be with famous people? Not really. Not really. I was, um, like I said, most of my memories were... um, I know there are people that I was involved with at some point, but most of my memories are unknowns to the the populace. They were, um, I got really clear after quite a few memories have surfaced that, that I was being utilized within the network, kind of behind the scenes. Um, so in other words, they could send, send me into someone in the network that thought he was just getting, um, you know, a, a sexual encounter with a young, pretty woman, and um, and it would be something else altogether. So I, that seems to be predominantly um, behind the scenes, very much out of the out of the public public eye, the celebrity or political arena. But the network is very powerful, right? And could you explain what the network is? It's, um, and I will explain it like this. It comes down from these spiritual beings that I'm talking about, Lucifer, Ariman, the Asuras. Um, those are some of them, uh, a, a figure named Surat, um, who I had direct uh, association with in the programming. Um, so it's coming down from that and dropping into um, uh, what we refer to as bloodline families. These are families who have, through the generations, participated uh, with these beings. Um, You can call it worship. You can call it ritual. Um, And then from those higher ups, and and a lot of the, to me, a lot of the black magicians, the true black magicians, nobody would know them. They're not people you would know. You know, when we when we look at like Rothschilds and Rockefellers and um, even Klaus Schwab and all these characters, to me, they're just a bunch of minions and they're expendable. Okay, these are these are front men. That's all they are. They're front men. They think they're something special. Um, And and some of them, in my opinion, some of them are completely mind controlled, like Bill Gates. Bill Gates, to me, is a classic MKUltra. So. so then it filters down, you know, to them um, and layers down and keeps going down until you actually have people in the network who don't even know they're in the network. 
Um, they don't, they don't know. They're just got some low level job that feeds the next guy up and the next guy up. and women, lots of women in this too. Sure. This is not strictly a male, male deal. Um, actually, you know, Sarah, I'd love to read a little something that will Go ahead. really yes. answer this question. It's a short uh, quote. This is, this is actually something that my friend Alana Freeland had posted on Facebook a while back. And I found it and I asked her, I said, do you mind if I use this? Because so many people ask me this question and you really encapsulated it. So she said, no, not at all. Go for it. So she posted this in January of 2020 after she was listening to the testimony of a Dutch um, MKUltra victim uh, at the um, ITCCS, that international tribunal they had where people yeah. were testifying. And she wrote this, I don't remember the name or she doesn't remember the name of the victim, but she wrote this afterwards. And this to me really kind of sums it up. So quote, satanic rights bind top global elites to the will of an egregore used by a force that is inimical to humanity as it has been for millions of years. An evolving consciousness responsible for its free will this egregore and the force it serves intend to contain the human spirit in matter. For example, IA run brain computer interface. So it can be literally controlled. The blood sacrifices serve two purposes. To feed this force and terrify the minions into absolute submission. Royalty able to survive the centuries have submitted, otherwise their bloodline would be eliminated and another take its place. This we see, thus we see how the past still dominates. The freedom of the true individuality on the earth is a long haul of many lifetimes. So, and I don't know if people know what, do you know what an egregore, do you guys know what an egregore is? Explain it, what that is. Yeah, an egregore is an occult concept representing an entity, which is non-physical, that arises from the collective thoughts of a distinct group of people. A group thought form, think of that, a group thought form created intentionally or unintentionally. It becomes autonomous with the power to influence for better or worse. And once an egregore is... is um, is developed, it will uh, do anything to survive. It becomes its own consciousness. So oh, if we think of that on a global scale, you know, I've, I've experienced egregores in, in my line of work. I, I often take care of other people's properties when they're gone. And I've experienced egregores at a property site, meaning whatever's going on in that household has created um, an energy that is influencing and overseeing that property. And I noticed this by leaving, feeling a certain way, and then getting in the car and driving away and saw patterns where every time I drove away, there was a release of a particular heavy energy or negative energy. Now think of that on a global scale. Think about, we have got one serious, if not many egregores that are um, influencing 
the world at large. A lot of these people that we think are controlling things, in my opinion, are now overtaken by a whole nother consciousness. And they're just doing what they're told to do. And they believe what they believe. Um, but it's, it's influence, it's, it's being controlled by something else. And then you have the reaction of the populists, which can create its own egregore. And I see that there are, in this new narrative, there is an egregore at work here. Um, and then above it would be, you know, in my opinion, above it would be the beings that are influencing things uh, through humanity. This is just so fascinating. I wish I had so much more time. We're going to do a part two of this. And uh, so I need to end it here and then we, we can do our part two. Um, I could talk to you all day long. So before we um, end part one, can you talk about what where people can get your book and what you think they'll get out of your book? Sure. Um, I have a copy here. I'll show you. Um, this is the, the new version. Um, I wrote two books over a decade ago, uh, book one and two of Our Life Beyond MKUltra. This is now a compilation of the two books, um, Our Life Beyond MKUltra, Then and Now is the new title. And so you've got two books in there, plus um, a lot of updates, both personal and about the global situation. Um, and I was able, since I have a publisher, I was able to do uh, 36 of my color collages in this book, which I wasn't able to do when I self-published the first two. They were in black and white. You could barely see them. And the collages are a significant, have been a tremendously significant part of my healing. Um, and I've been told by some friends and other MKUltra people that it, the collages very much affected them as well and brought a lot of things to light. So um, you can get this. I will give Sarah the direct link to the book um, uh, after the show, but you can get this at logosophiabooks.com. They're my publishers. Um, and I think what's pertinent, and I've been told this um, by some friends and some radio hosts that after looking at the book, what's pertinent is that we're all being introduced on a, on a societal scale. We're being introduced to a new level of programming um, that can take place basically like, like remotely. So I think this book can help people understand. I talk a lot about um, not only my trauma-based mind control, but I, I bring in aspects of the remote technologies, directed energy weapons. Um, it's important, very important for people to understand this, to be able to rise above it, so to speak. And even my, my ways of, of working in deprogramming can very much benefit um, the average person. It's not just about individual MKUltra trauma-based mind control people anymore. It's not about that. It's it's about recognizing patterns in your life. It's about being able to discern, as I talked about the astral, it's about being able to discern, uh, you know, in your dreams, was that your dream or was that an implanted dream? And this is, this is quite common now. 
whether those of us that are discussing these matters, it's very important. And there's some extreme uses in astral programming now that we didn't get into, maybe we'll get into next time, um, that it's, it's almost hard to comprehend what they're able to do now. So this is, this is about the everyday person now. This is about all of us now. And how to protect yourself and how to Absolutely. fight back a little bit through protecting. Well, I, gosh, I just thank you so much. And I really look forward to part two and I hope people get your book. It's a way to fight. It's a way to protect yourself. And thank you so much. And, and thank you for being, having the courage to overcome and to help humanity. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you for your work and what you're doing, bringing this to light.